Well, good morning. Breakfast with the Broker every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. And do we have a treat for you? Let's get into it. And now, by way of Watertown, Massachusetts, he is the broker owner at Lamakia Realty. Lamakia Realty is the number one fastest growing leading RE affiliate over the last five years in America. He helps coach you with John T. Black. He is a motivational speaker and founder of Crush It in Real Estate. He's a husband, a father, and a lover of all things monster trucks and baseball. Stand up and make some noise for Anthony. He always crushes it in real estate. La Macchia. I, I think that's the best introduction I've ever gotten in my career. That was pretty good. <laughs> thank you, and thank you for having me. Uh, listen, I, I appreciate you, and you know, I know you're a busy guy, and uh, certainly uh, growing and 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 um, in both influence in, in the real estate industry. Uh, and your brokers. So I appreciate you coming on. Well, I appreciate you having me. You're doing the same things and you know, you're doing a lot of great work, both with your business and with all the uh, realtor association work you're doing. So nice of you to take your time out to interview me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So, you know, you, uh, well, let's get into it. You know, we talk about a shifting market, right? A market that, uh, you know, all the media, you know, likes to jump on and you know it's about being first not being uh, about being right anymore um <laughs> you know um is this a shifting market you know how how are we looking there's no question in my mind we are in for a shift it has started uh as i said to you um prior to starting 10 minutes ago you know we're noticing it really everywhere. We're, we operate in New England and in South Florida. And, and as you know, we're, we're kind of the new kid on the block in South Florida. We started there in September of 2020. But what's interesting is um, we're, we started seeing the slowdown up here in about March. We said that things are just not getting as busy as they should for March. And then, you know, we have training customers all over North America through our Crush It in Real Estate training. And I started hearing from people March, April, hey, it's slowing down. Hey, it's different. Hey, you know, my buyers don't have as much oomph as they did. And, you know, as they're saying this and as we're seeing it, interest rates are going up at the fastest rate in 40 years. What's been impressive in South Florida, and I also hear it in Texas, is it really hasn't slowed down a heck of a lot. It's a little bit different, but it's not, it hasn't been dramatically different. And what I'm finding in the statistics that we track, we watch the data, we listen to what our realtors say. Florida is about 90 days behind the rest of the country as far as this slowdown goes. And that's because, I mean, once COVID start, started, I mean, if there's any bright side of COVID, it was in Florida because everybody went to Florida, went to Texas. And, you know, who doesn't want to be there? I certainly want to be there. Someday I plan to spend half my time there. Um, so we're in for a market shift. We're in for an adjustment. But, you know, you've been doing this as long as me. You and I both know we were overdue for this. I mean, what happened in the last two years with things getting red hot was kind of like the end of the party. And I, you know, I am not by any means expecting a 2008 situation. You know, we don't have a credit crisis on our hands. We don't have tons of people that own homes that shouldn't have been able to qualify, but it did get, uh, what did Alan Greenspan say 15 years ago, irrationally exuberant, right? That has happened. And now that rates have gone up so much, the fastest rate in 40 years, there's a lot of buyers with sticker shock. There's a lot of people that um, realize, gee, I can't just, uh, I can't afford what I could. And people have pulled back a little. And I think we're going to see that really for the remainder of the year. And then we'll see what next year brings. 
So, you know, in in a quote unquote shifting market, you know, how do real estate agents prepare? I mean, you know, listen, there are real estate agents that have been along as a, you know, or, you know, been in this business a while, but then there are most of these real estate agents that have been, you know, that haven't experienced 2006, seven and eight, you know, um, haven't experienced, you know, the slowdown in 2009, 2010, you know, kind of really um, getting pushed into this. Um, and, you know, you know, we, we have a saying and, and I, Dave Linegar is the founder of Remax says, you know, uh, you know, LIFO, right? Last in, first out, you know, the last people, the last real estate agents to get into the business are the first people to be out um, in these shifting markets. You know, um, how can they sustain and how can they be successful and how can they prepare for a shifting market? Dave is a legend in the business. I have admired him. I started my career at Remax many years ago. Um, the way that agents need to prepare is they need to understand how the market works. And the only way they're going to understand how the market works is to actually follow homes listed, homes pending, homes sold, percentage of homes uh, going pending. And these are data points that we've been tracking on a weekly basis since 2011. And that's the only way they're going to get it. And now what's going to happen is, you know, we've been in a, in, a, in a state of way too many buyers and not nearly enough sellers for really about four years. But in the last two, it got exacerbated even more. Right now, all of a sudden it, it jumped. It, 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 it like jerked quickly in a 90 day period where suddenly, yeah, there's still more buyers than sellers, but it's not nearly the spread that it was. And what agents need to prepare for, and I've been talking about this in our trainings and in all kinds of things, um, what agents need to prepare for is they are going to see more sellers. And when agents first hear that, when a new agent hears that, they go, oh, great, I've been wanting more sellers. Well, you and I know, I already see you laughing. You and I know that sellers are great in a hot market when everybody wants to buy, but in a slow market, slower market, you have to actually work for your money when you're listing the home and you've got to get your price right. You've got to set expectations right. You've got to get the seller to understand that there is potential for a price adjustment. Look at price adjustments in May. Nationally, price adjustments were up 24% according to Altos research across the country. 24% jump. I studied Massachusetts and we went from 8% of homes being needing a price adjustment on average the last five years in the month of May, 8%, follow me here. This May, 12%. That's a 50% increase year over year. So agents need to understand that they really have to set expectations right with sellers, really work with the seller to get them to understand what the price should be for their home. And I'll tell you, you know this, the next 90 days is going to be a very difficult time to do that because you're going to hear media say, oh, price, prices are higher than ever, higher than ever, because a lot of those transactions that are closing over the next 90 days were negotiated in Q1 especially up north, you know, where, where people wait till the school year is out and the school year gets out later up here. It gets out in late June, not late May. So, you know, there's a million things agents need to do, but that's, that's a couple of small tips there. Yeah. You know, um, you, you know, it's interesting, you know, the key indicators that I look at on these markets, um, not only what you just described, but you know, the days on the market, because if you look at, at least from the South Florida market, um, the amount of listings that were coming on um, monthly weren't that different from five, six years ago. It was just that the market was absorbing them. The demand, the buyer demand was absorbing them. 
Um, and, you know, you went from a 65 or 70 day, you know, on the market average to like an eight day, you know, uh, you know, and now we're starting to see, you know, 13, 14 days uh, on average. So you can see what, what's going on. How does a consumer, a buyer that wants to get into this market, um, who's uh, concerned or, or, or cautious about purchasing a home or relocating um, here because they don't want to buy, you know, what they perceive may be the top of the market. Um, what, what's your advice to them? Well, over the last two years, buyers have been wishing every single day of their life that they didn't have to compete with as many people. The good side of rates going up is it decreased the amount of buyers in each price bracket. And that's a good thing. It got out of control. Prices went up 20% last year, 15% the year before, talking 35% price appreciation in a two-year period. That's insanity. And that's how markets do get screwed up. So if I was a buyer, I would be embracing the fact that we're starting to see less competition. Now, right now, it's in pockets. We still see various communities and towns and random listings that are getting multiple offers, five offers, 15 offers, 20 offers. But we're also starting to see, as you know, hey, that house didn't sell quite as fast as I thought. Hey, that house got two offers. I thought it would get five plus. And we're starting to hear from some sellers asking agents, why aren't I getting more offers on my home? Which I, I always get a kick out of. Um, you know, sellers, there's no one that, that, that has a harder time realizing that a market has changed than a home seller. So getting back to buyers, if I was a buyer, I would embrace this. If you're going to be buying your home and living in your home for three plus years, five plus years, who cares even if we are at the top? So what? I mean, it doesn't matter. Um, you know, we're buying properties. We, we bought probably uh, 12 or 13 properties year to date in, in our um, business where we buy homes and fix them up and sell them. And when you're buying real estate, it's, it's a hard asset, right? And it's a good investment. I mean, think about, think about uh, one of the things that I noticed that we're seeing is we're seeing buyers say, well, I think prices are going to, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, interest rates are going to go back down. So those buyers are mistaken. They're not going back down. They might go down a tenth of a point or two points like we see in, in daily or weekly fluctuation, but they're not going to go down significantly, okay? Buyers need to realize that. And if a buyer buys a home now, and then in the fall, rates are 6% plus, which I think they're going to be, you've won. You bought before they went up to six. If you buy now, and let's say there's some crazy unforeseen event, you know, or I don't even want to say it, but, you know, terrorist attack or another pandemic or some reason the Fed would step in to lower rates. If that, that happens and by chance rates down in six months or a year, then you refinance. So either way you've won. It doesn't matter. And, you know, when you buy a home and you get into a mortgage, you have a fixed payment for at least a five-year period if you do if you do an arm, but more often a 30-year period. You know what your payment is and you can bank on that. When you're renting, you don't know what your payment is. Look at South Florida, how much rents have gone up uh, in the last year. I mean, rents in Miami per square foot are higher than Boston. That's never happened. And, you know, we don't see an end in sight with that. So that's just some things that buyers should be thinking about. Agreed. You know, um, when you look at this market, um, you know, uh, you know, it's funny because uh, I, I think you, you hit it the nail right on the head when you said, you know, there's no one that is uh, more stubborn and, 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 and uh, less understanding of the market than a home seller. Um, <laughs> you know, um, and they're the, the slowest to respond. But the sellers that do respond quickly are going to benefit uh, from this market as well.
So, uh, you know, how do real estate, what, what, what systems and processes should real estate agents concentrate on as we move towards, um, um, a little bit different market? Well, I can, I can add another thought to what you said about sellers and I can, uh, kind of meld what you just asked about with system and processes into it. You and I both know as broker owners, the success of a seller, not all the time, cause there are some stubborn sellers that just plain don't listen. But the success of a seller oftentimes is based on the expertise of a realtor. And if a realtor is systematically, automatically, proactively working with a seller to show them comparative properties, show them the difference in inventory in January and February to now, the difference in interest rates in January and February to now, a realtor is going to have much better luck getting a seller to realize, hey, you know what? It's not the market it was in the winter. And yes, your neighbor's house sold for 800,000 last week, but that contract was negotiated at the end of January when there was you know, 80% less inventory on the market, when interest rates were at 3%, not at the current 5.4%. So hate to tell you, Mr. Seller, you can't reach higher than that seller and go out at 850 because they sold at 800. You probably had a list at 799 or even a little bit lower because then you'll drive more people to your home. And the more people you drive toward your home, the more you're going to sell it for. And when you talk about systems and processes, you know, th that is something that I think realtors have gotten away from in the last two years. And in defense of realtors, it got so busy and so fast paced. I mean, something got listed, a home got listed and you had to get over there with your buyers literally in minutes, minutes. And if you didn't, the buyer lost out. So it became very difficult to be as systematic and be as proactive and spend that extra 20 minutes with a home seller to work with them to get that price right. Work with them to get them to see what's going on the market. Because truth be told, you didn't really have to. You could overprice a home a year ago by 5 or 8% and it would still sell. Now, that's coming to an end. And by fall, it will be ended. And what I'm trying to do is just get the word out to realtors and home sellers that, hey, you need to adjust to this a little bit and the buyers that they should be excited about it. This is what buyers have been wanting. Well, the, you know, it's funny because, you know, you know, the buyers are saying, oh, I want less competition, I want less competition. And now all of a sudden when they have less competition, well, well, why are the prices, uh, you know, you know, I think the prices are at the peak or I, you know, why should I be taking advantage in this market and, and all these different things? You know, I, I what we see, you know, kind of are unique properties, right? The unique properties that um, in in within a community are certainly getting um, significant prices, even, you know, even in this uh, in, in this market. And, the, and they'll continue to because, you know, it's a unique thing. I think what I think the properties that are going to get hurt the most are the, you know, the ones that back up to a road or, or have some problem with it, maybe condition or feature or location, um, something, you know, that, you know, it needs a lot of work, you know, lends itself to less exposure. Yeah, you're right, you're, you're right about that. And over the last two years, buyers have been overlooking those kinds of things. And as they have more choices, which they will, by the time we get to fall and winter, um, especially fall, as the buyers have more choices, they start to say, yeah, I, I don't want that property. Now, if it's priced well, they'll start to overlook things, but you know how it goes. Neither of us are surprised at what's happening or what's to come. The only thing that surprised me, I will admit, I did not see interest rates going up at this at this rate. I, I never 
thought they'd go up nearly 3% in four months or three months. I mean, that, that's wild. It's a historic event, the fastest since 1981. And, and But we have to deal with it. That's the business. One thing about real estate, as soon as you get used to it, it changes. It's like the weather in New England, right? So this is what we deal with. Um, I love that. I mean, and you're absolutely right. You know, um, you know, uh, I used to say that realtors, you know, successful realtors are sadomasochists. They just like to just, you know, just hurt themselves. (laughs) It's just running (laughs) through the the, the navigation obstacles of uh, or navigating the obstacles that that come in front of them, you know, Um, you know, what, uh, you know, you know, kind of looking and giving uh, a little bit more value um, to realtors. What, what programs or, or, or maybe, uh, I don't know, t- you know, some tech, maybe systems that, um, you know, either you're using or you, you've seen and say, you know what, that's a pretty good system. I, I like that. Um, um, the way that uh, maybe lead generation, maybe CRMs, you know, maybe uh, a new kid on the block. You know, is there any tech that you're using um, or that you've heard of or demoed that you think, you know, is, is special? Well, we custom built our own CRM on the Salesforce platform uh, nine years ago. So we don't use any other CRMs but our own. And we have our own in-house engineers and all that. Um, But one system that comes to mind that impresses me uh, that we do business with is a company by the name of Wailopo. Um, They do a good job at resurrecting old leads. So if you have a database of leads and you put the leads in their system, they will flash ads to those leads and somewhat resurrect them and get them to raise their hand or start interacting. They're particularly good at that. Um, they've also gotten into the game of, of new leads and things like that. And that's been a little bit trickier uh, for them. Obviously it's hard to beat the beast. You know, Wilo, um, Zillow is, 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 is uh, really has the online lead game uh, cornered quite well. Realtor.com is strong as well, but Wailopo is a company that we've been impressed with and we've figured out the right ways to use it. And as you know, that changes with the market, but that's something I've been impressed with. Um, there's another company by the name of Buyside. Um, they have been helping us uh, offer online home evaluations and give three different values uh, for our online home valuations. And we've offered that out to our agents. Our agents are now touting that to their um, to their farm areas or, or spheres of influence, et cetera. So Buyside has been Another good one, and I, I'm sure I'm going to forget one and feel bad, but um, what I want to point out is is the need for training. Um, you know, there's a lot of gadgets and widgets out there, okay? But you have to know how to talk to a seller, how to talk to a buyer, what to say, when to say it, what to email, when to email it, et cetera. And that's why our Crush It in Real Estate training that we've put out has been so successful over the last five years, but particularly in the last few months, we've had a lot more people reaching out to inquire about our seller training because they're noticing the market's changing. We have a whole course on price adjustments and that's just one option of getting training. I've got a friend, you mentioned him earlier, John uh, Cheplak, who uh, he tends to coach leaders, um, team leaders, broker owners, et cetera. They're very good at it, uh, but they just started something called Agent Academy. That they, and, and those guys, him and, and Dan Baer, they know what they're doing, right? Whatever they're coming out with, I'm sure it's good. Look at Brian Buffini, working by referral, working your referral database, um, you know, getting more people attached to you, okay? Those tactics are very necessary. 
And if I'm an agent who's been in a rat race for the last two years out just selling, 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 racing over to homes, I'd be saying to myself this summer, you know what? I'm going to do extra as far as getting in touch with my sphere, my past clients, checking in with them, seeing how they're doing, sending them items of value, sending them education. One of the things I'm always quoted at saying is when you educate, you attract. Now that we're in a changing market, see, we're very fortunate to be in a business that everyone wants to hear about, right? We're not plumbers. We're not electricians. When there's a new code, no one gives a damn except the people that work in the trade. We are in a business that everyone wants to hear about. And part of the reason I've had, you know, 12 years of getting invited to be on the news and become the source for news here in New England, and I will break in in South Florida, is because of data, information. When you educate, you attract. So agents should be putting out information to their sphere, telling them what's going on in the market, doing videos. Um, if you don't like video, then putting out reports, writing blogs, all those kinds of things, because the more you educate your sphere, the more you're going to attract them to you. Um, agreed 100%. I mean, uh, you know, it, it, it's interesting, you know, when you look in the in the market and the way that we've been doing things, you know, I've, I've made agents, you know, as we as we talked about before, you know, um, complacent, you know, um, maybe even in, in some cases lazy, right? You know, more like oh, order takers and, and, and that kind of thing. And, you know, we need to get back to our fundamentals and our systems and we need to be able to, um, you know, speak you know, really get in touch with our, you know, as Brian Buffini would say, you know, your top hundred, you know, the people that are your raving fans. And um, we need to continue to spend more time with them um, so that we can have a successful career going forward, even in whatever market there is, because there's no, you know, there, you know, people look at it. There's no more money. There's more money being made in a down market than there ever is in a up market. This is this market that we are entering into is yeah, Kathy says time to get back to work. This market we're entering into when it, when it, when when you know sellers say whoa what's going on and buyers say wait it's changed. This is when you make a name for yourself. This is when the opportunity comes up. So everybody should be rising to the challenge right now as as opposed to getting scared and running the other way. But you know as well as I do that does happen in this business. We did a crush it in real estate event up here in Worcester, Mass. in February, our annual kickoff, we had 610 realtors there. And I stood on stage and I showed a, a whole line graph with the amount of realtors in Massachusetts, in New Hampshire, in Florida, and nationally. And I said, folks, we're at 1.6 million nationally. I guarantee you when I'm here in 12 months, we will not be at 1.6 million. We are at the peak, right? And I get off the stage and a few people said to me, how can you be so sure of that? And that was really when interest rates were just starting to adjust, but I was certain that it was clear as day to me. And that creates more opportunity for those that stay in the business. There's our, there's our friend, a South Florida realtor legend, Karen saying, show your value. She's right, right? I mean, this is when you have an opportunity to show what's going on. You know, David, I didn't, I unfortunately didn't know you two years ago when COVID hit. Uh, but if you were to go back on the Lamakia Realty Facebook and scroll down and go to in the timeline down to April and March 2020, I had thousands of people watching, including my competitors, because I was putting out updates, talking to buyers and sellers about what was going on, what to expect, what the rules were when they were changing by the day. And then I was doing the same thing on Crush It! and Real Estate. And I grew that audience by like 10,000 likes in a three-month period and follows. But why did I do that? 
I did that because I was educating. And when you educate, you attract. And that's what Karen is saying. Show your value. You know, you don't just, this business isn't about just getting up every morning and running around, putting fires out and playing whack-a-mole. It may have felt like that to the average realtor over the last two years, but now we're entering a period of adjustment, a deceleration, and it makes perfect sense. Uh, you know, we had uh, 6 million homes sell in the United States last year, first time since 2005. And everyone's like, geez, I can't believe it's slowing down. Well, it was the first time since 05 that we sold that many homes. It's bound to go back down to normal, five-ish million sales. Like this isn't some atrocity that's going on. Yes, us business owners have to deal with it. We have to adjust to it as well. But this is business, folks. This is how it works. Welcome to the big leagues. <laughs> Agreed. You know, uh, you speak to forecasters and economists, and and they'll all say you that you know you know say that basically we all got it wrong, right? We all got it. You know, when we went through COVID, you know, we 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 no one could have expected the market we had in the last two years, right? No one could have expected it, and no one certainly could have forecasted it. And you know, we're 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 going back basically, as most forecasters and economists say. We're going back to pre-COVID numbers. We're going to 2019's numbers. And you know what? 2019, we still did 5.2 million sales. So, you know, it, it, it's not like buyers and sellers, you know, yeah, okay, we're not going to do 6.2, right? Um, you know, and, and we're going to have a, you know, significant increase, you know, decrease in the number of transaction size. We already see it. We're at 20 in South Florida. We're 28% um, down for transaction size, but we're up in volume. Because the average uh, sale price has been ridiculous, um, so we're going to see some of that going down. And we're, you know, we're going to see the value of a realtor. The value of a realtor, you know, um, you know, our uh, local association did a consumer uh, campaign, and we're going to um, get into hopefully, um, uh, hopefully, the end of this week um, with President Carlos Melendez. They, I need to invite him first. But um, uh, talking about only a realtor, and you know. There are so many things that we do on a daily basis that consumers don't realize how um, how we do it and how we navigate those obstacles. And and you know what? Not every realtor and not every agent is created equal. And you need to make sure that you get the right realtor to be able to sell your house, to be able to represent you in the purchase of your house. And not just that, be an advisor and a consultant and a resource going forward. Because you should be on a, you know, a, a, one of your raving fans and be able to dial me at three in the morning when you need something, right? That's just how it is. Um, you're you're hundred percent right about that, and and I want to mention uh, one of the regrets I have. You know, if you said to me, "Hey, what do you regret regret in your career?" Well, one of them is I took too long to get involved in the Realtor Association. I I, I get in an O four. I didn't get involved till 2011 and I got involved in a very odd way, kind of by accident because I was going to D.C. on my own and setting up meetings on my own. And then I got involved that way. But if I had to do all over again, I would have got involved sooner. And, you know, it, it, it's great when you're we are in a cooperating business, cooperating business. And, you know, look, I went down to Washington, D.C. to the mid-year event uh, legislative meetings, what, six weeks ago, five weeks ago. And. And I, I got to meet you. I got to uh, see Karen again and get to know her better and Carlos and all these people that in some of them I already knew, like Deanna and Kim. But we help each other. We help each other for the greater good of the business and for buyers and sellers. And very few businesses do that. I tell my dad about it. My dad's in the landscape construction paving business. And he's like, what? 
I wouldn't get a beer with my competitor if there was no one else to get one with in the world. You know, it, it's just it's foreign to him. But that's something that should be embraced by realtors. And now that we're going into this change, it's a great way to keep a, a good vibe and a good temperature of what the hell is going on out there by connecting with realtor friends. So I just wanted to say that. And, and again, I thank you for having me on here. Yep, 100%. So I always end the interview with uh, two questions. One is, uh, what is your favorite streaming series of all time? And what are you currently watching? You watch TV? Yes, I do. I just finished watching Yellowstone. Oh, and it was awesome. Yeah. You know, the first three episodes, I was like, eh, and then I got addicted. And it was so good. And then I had COVID three weeks ago, as I told you. And I watched 1883. Oh. I binge watched that from my bed. And uh, and it was awesome. So Yellowstone's great. Love that. I'd say my the greatest series of all time, though, is The Sopranos. There's nothing better. So uh, that, hopefully that answers your question. What, are you currently watching anything? No, I haven't started anything else since, but I plan to. I, I started Lincoln Lawyer. It's very good. Uh, I would uh, I would highly recommend that. It's uh so it's it's short. It's like a nine or ten episode thing, and uh, it's it, it's done very well. I will check that out. Thank you. Well, thank you very much, Anthony. I really really appreciate it. Um, you know, coming on and uh, you know where can we find you? And um, I understand you're going on tour with Crush It in Real Estate as well. Yes, uh, we are putting a training on every single month, some months, I'm speaking more than once, uh, but we're doing, a, I was just in Pompano, Florida three weeks ago, did a training there uh, at Gallupi's, and now I am speaking north of Boston this Thursday, then I have something in Worcester, I have something in Worcester, Massachusetts, I have something in St. Louis in the middle of July, um, in August, I'll be um, co-moderating the broker track at Inman in Las Vegas, Inman Connect. Uh, people should check that out. Realtors should check it out. It's a great event. <clears throat> then in September, I'll be down in Fort Lauderdale. We're putting on our second uh, big Crush It in Real Estate event of the year. So these smaller ones that I do in the markets that we operate in are great, but twice a year, uh, we do a big one, one up here and one down there. And we have it Friday, September 23rd. Uh, Karen's talking about our billboards uh, on, on the turnpike down there. And uh, there will be more billboards. But I hope to have you all there on September 23rd. Please save the date. Uh, if anyone in South Florida, it's a realtor event. We're going to have several speakers. We're going to have uh, panels, all kinds of things. And I will keynote it at the end, as I always do. And it'll be a lot of fun. So thank you very much for allowing me to mention all that. Absolutely. And we get to follow you on Crush It in Real Estate on Facebook. Yeah. Crush It in Real Estate on Facebook. Uh, and then on Instagram, uh, AJ Lamakia is my handle on Instagram. So awesome. uh, I'm not I'm not a tough guy to find. They'll find me. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Anthony. I appreciate it. Listen, Breakfast with the Broker every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. We're in for cooperation and collaboration and perpetuating professionalism within the industry. So have a great week and I'll speak to you soon. Take care, guys.